Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Justin. I am waiting on Eric, so I will get this out there real fast. Uh, you guys can find us on Facebook. You guys can find us on Twitter. Uh, you can also email us at paratruthradio at gmail.com. If you guys are new listeners, welcome to the show. Uh, if you are returning listeners, welcome back. And welcome back, Eric. What's up? <laughs> um, and you guys can also find us in the chat room. If you are listening on a PC, just scroll down to the bottom of the show page and join us in our chat. That That's an easy way for you guys to uh, ask any questions of us or of our guests. Uh, you also can call in on our uh, call-in line, which is 914-205-5558. So, how has the week been for you, man? Been all right. It's been going all right. Um, busy, of course. Right. With the uh, but it's going pretty well. Just to get today, kind of on a going day. So, time for a nice ten-day relaxation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and for those of you guys listening, uh, next week we will not have a show. Uh, We will be taking the week off for Thanksgiving. There's really no paranormal thing we could do for Thanksgiving. So (laughs) unless you believe in haunted turkeys or something, but. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, folks. uh, Today we are going to be talking to Greg Grabowski, uh, founder of U.S. Zombie Response Team as well as co-host of uh, Urban Survival Channel on Podbean. Um, Greg, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Thanks for having me on. All right. No problem, man. Um, so for those of our listeners that uh, don't know who you guys are or haven't heard your show before, why don't you tell us a little bit how uh, U.S. Zork got started and how you guys started the uh, the podcast as well. All right. Well, um, basically, uh, U.S. Zork, me and my wife had always been big fan of, you know, the zombie culture and, uh, you know, anything really zombie-related. And mm-hmm. uh, we had the uh, Facebook page for about five years almost. And uh, it was just a fun thing we did, and, you know, just post things about zombies. And uh, it wasn't until around about around the time of Hurricane Sandy, I live out here on um, Long Island, New York, and... Uh, we just saw how many people, like, really were unprepared with, uh, you know, what was to come and uh, after right. the fact of the storm. So we kind of decided to put, like, the survival element and, you know, I've been teaching survival for about 13 years now. I also have a Facebook page, Survival for Life. Um, and we decided to put the two together and kind of come up with, you know, a way to, like, teach people to be prepared and also, also be fun. We talk to people right. about the pandemic and, you know, being ready for stuff, and they're like, ah, whatever, got jobs or, you know, crazy, you know, gun folks and blah, blah, blah. But, right. you know, since uh, The Walking Dead came out and uh, it's been, you know, the number one show for the past, uh, you know, four years now, and we decided, you know, let's put the two together and, uh, you know, try to use this as a way of teaching people to be prepared. And, uh, you know, we started offering uh, membership kits, and uh, we have a fan base, I mean, worldwide now members all over the globe from uh we actually got really big in Switzerland lately. Don't don't wow. ask me how, but we have no idea. <laughs> but Switzerland, you know, is one of our uh, you know, biggest uh membership base. But we also have people in Guam, Australia, um, Puerto Rico, uh Hawaii, all over the place. And uh you know, we try to spread the message of preparedness and we encourage uh, our members to uh you know join small groups or units within their state and just us by the word, you know, get together, hang out, have a good time and uh, be prepared. Yeah. And um, for those well, of you listening, that's fine. <laughs> um, for those of you guys listening, U.S. Zord is way more than just zombie response team. I mean, they are preparing for uh, any type of cataclysmic event that uh, could possibly shut down communication or, uh, as well as be a an apocalyptic type event, 
Um, and that's one thing that, uh, as I was reading your guys' website, I found really interesting. Even though the name is U.S. Zombie Outbreak Response Team, um, it's way more than that. Yeah, you know, we use zombie as a metaphor of, you know, any type of, you know, natural disaster, man-made, terrorist attack, et cetera, et cetera. You know, right. anything can be a zombie. You know, the guy, you know, trying to mug you at the train station three o'clock in the morning, you know, that's a zombie. Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, all the, all, all the people over Bad Northern Sandy that were fighting on the gas lines and fighting in the uh, supermarkets for over, uh, you know, bread and milk. I mean, those, those are zombies. I mean, people just lose their mind when they don't have the normal things that we're used to having every day. Right. I mean, trust me, I get up every morning, look out my window, and hope to see walkers in the street. I mean, a real zombie populace, <laughs> I think, would be fun. But, you know, the reality of it is that, you know, real zombies are not fun at all. And, right. uh, you know, people should have, you know, some, some basic level of preparedness. I'm not saying be a doomsday prepper, be one of those nut jobs on TV where, you know, you got two million rounds of ammunition and a bunker in your basement. Hey, you know what? Just store away enough food for, you know, three weeks, you know, maybe even a month. It can right. happen, you know. You can provide for your family. You know, worst thing any, uh, you know, um, parent wants to hear is, Daddy, I'm hungry, or Mommy, I'm starving. Right. So, you know, yeah. we just try to get that word out there, you know. So we have a, a, a pretty, uh, our member our base is growing, you know, on a daily basis. Uh, we just started with the membership about two years ago. But uh, we just about, we're on 12,000 likes on Facebook now, followers. So we're getting there. You know, we're, we're trying to get our word across and, you know, make it fun as well, like I said. And the zombie element to it makes it fun. Right. Well, now, and me and Eric talked about this several <clears throat> shows ago about uh, zombie apocalypse and how we feel that it's kind of more along the lines of, almost like you said, a metaphor, or it's just been kind of blown out of proportion in the media and what now. What, <laughs> what, um, what is your um, intake on, on a zombie apocalypse? Do you believe that it would be possible, like from a Walking Dead type perspective? Um, I, I, I do believe it's possible, as not to the extent of Walking Dead, as far as, um, you know, uh, flushing uh, people, you know, dead flushing people wandering around just, uh, looking for people to eat. I feel it's going to be probably like a, some type of pandemic outbreak, and it'll be infected people, you know, running around. Uh, you know, looking to, you know, scavenge other people's supplies and, you know, oh, just, okay, a, yeah. a, you know, sick people. <laughs> you, know, put, you know, sick people, you know, trying to, uh, you know, act like zombies, taking, you know, going after people and killing people. And But yeah. uh, I think some, you know, kind of, you know, the Ebola thing. I mean, look how close. I mean, Ebola actually started to spread. How crazy mm-hmm. did I get in the, in the States? Right. right. Well, yeah, it was, it was almost... Uh, a uh, almost seemed like a scare tactic because uh, the one mutual friend of ours who had suggested you to to be on the show for us um, even said, "Look how the, there's like no Ebola posts anymore on Facebook now that the voting is over." Yep, no Ebola or no ISIS, uh, you know. Fear right. Yeah. All of a sudden, the elections happened. The Republicans got in, and all of a sudden, that all just like disappeared. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of things is, you know, a, a government can, you know, if the government wants to control population or control people, that's the best way for, for them to do it, is release some type of um, disease, sickness, whatever, that you have to go to them for either a shot or, you know, for safety or whatever. I mean, that's, you know, then they can, you know, activate their uh, their FEMA camps. Right. You know, Jesse, Jesse Ventura, I don't know if you follow his show. I mean, the guy's a little bit of a nut job nowadays, but, you know, he <laughs> uncovered with Alex Jones those, uh, you know, I think it was like 400,000 uh, plastic coffins that, mm-hmm. the, uh, that, the, that the United States government has been stockpiling. I mean, why would mm. you need, you know, 400,000 coffins? Right. So, and, I mean, well, I said, it, it is possible, you know, I said it, it, it's there. It's a po- it right. is a possibility. Right. Well, and I mean, I've heard numerous um, conspiracy theories, and I mean, I, I do buy into some of them. Some of them are a little outlandish. Like you said, some people are just very eccentric, and um, they kind of go overboard a little bit with it. But I, I love 
living in America. I love being an American, but at the same time, our government government has been really shady. I'd say for the past, I don't know, sixty, seventy years, maybe more. <laughs> so I I completely one hundred percent agree. Now, do you guys have any members who have um, any type of military training or any type of political uh, background? That's what's, that's what's uh, funny about our membership. We have members from all walks of life. Uh, I myself have a law enforcement background. I have plenty of you know cops, firefighters, uh, military, current and uh, ex. Uh, we have doctors. Uh, we have electricians. Um, I mean, you name it, we we have it on our membership base. We don't you know we don't go around and say you know uh, we're only going to be certain people. What's good about U.S. orders? Anybody can join. Um, we believe that, you know, during the apocalypse, any good, you know, working body is going to be a needed body. Right. Well, and it's it's really uh, encouraging to see people banding together instead of um, just every man for himself. Because, unfortunately, if something were to happen, as you have said, it would be complete pandemonium. And if... Uh, you have at least one group of people that band together to at least try and uh, control it or get people to band together instead of against each other, to me, is a very huge thing. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's always strength in numbers, so you got to look at it that way. And, um, you know, one thing that I, I love about you as well is I met friend, I have friends now all over this, all over the country. I mean, people I haven't even met yet, but I talk to them every day, you know, on Facebook or on the phone. Um, mm. A few of my uh, uh, childhood friends actually moved out to other states. They actually now run units, like in Arizona and in, uh, you know, North Carolina and South Carolina and uh, other places. Mm. So it's, it's actually, uh, you know, it's it's really, really great. Um, we get a lot of information that gets feeded to us, and we, uh, you know, try to get out there to our uh, our key members. Um, like when the whole thing was going on with the Bunny Ranch, we had actually people that went down and, uh, you know, helped out with that. And they were feeding us, you know, actually on the spot intel instead of stuff that we're watching on the news and, you know, through social mm. media. So, uh, you know, that was pretty cool. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's, just a, it's just a good form of networking. You know, right. Everybody together with a common goal. You know, we need to help each other out. You know, and uh, it just it, it's worked out so well in the last few years. I mean, we can't wait, you know, for it to really, you know, expand and blow up, which mm-hmm. it's it's been doing it. You know, we've been getting hit with a lot of new members lately, and uh, we've been actually getting overwhelmed with the amount of uh, membership kits that we've been uh, putting out. <laughs> so me and the wife have been working uh, double time to uh, <laughs> get those out to our, our uh, fans. <laughs> but uh, it's just it's it's amazing, you know. You know, yeah. if you build it, they will come. <laughs> yeah. but it's not rocket, it's not rocket scientist. You know, just come, come up with a good idea and, you know, find like-minded people and it works out. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, when it comes to uh, the members on the teams and whatnot, do you actually go out and train them personally? We, we encourage everybody. I do training. Um, I said, I'm in New York. We're uh, Unit 3 over here. So mm-hmm. I uh, I host training events. We do everything from live fire to airsoft training. Uh, we do survival classes, bailout bag classes. Um, we also have regular parties. You know, we throw walking dead parties, you know, have get-togethers. So, you know, we do everything, uh, you know, in the state and, you know, whatever other states and other units, how they operate, you know, we encourage them to do the same thing, mm-hmm. which, you know, most of them do. <clears throat> now, when you do these, yeah. the, the different training seminars and whatnot, uh, do you actually, like, is it first come, first serve to these, or do people have to register, or is it pretty much anyone and everyone can come and check that out, check it out and learn? Well, that's, what, that's the one thing that's good about our class is that everyone can show up, whether you're a member or not. Okay. You know, we put it out there on a, on a uh, meetup.com site. Uh, if you guys, you know, have never heard of Meetup before, it's a good way to, uh, you know, get people to find you, and you can host events, and all of our events are free, whether you're a, mem- uh, a member, whether you have a membership kit or not. You come and, you know, take part in our events and, uh, you know, some people, you know, choose to join the family. Some people, you know, just want to come, you know, hang out and go to our events. But it's all free, you know, and, uh, you know, we try to host as many people as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Um, I think we will take our first break, folks. Uh, you're listening to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to have uh, Eric's Random Fact and a few commercials, and we'll be right back. Now, Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Paratruth Radio is one of the coolest shows ever created. With mind-blowing mysteries, dark histories, and two perspectives, you're sure to find all the information you're looking for on the creepy things that go bump in the night. So join us live every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Radio. Are you ready? Are you prepared? What if some cataclysmic event shook your every foundation? Would you and your family know what to do? My name is Jacqueline Druga, host of the Apocalypse Dennis Show. Join me every Thursday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Prepper Broadcasting Network. Prepperbroadcasting.com, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We're there for your survival needs. I'm in almost every school bus and classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You've seen me around the neighborhood, and you've told me I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every four children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we could grow up and be whatever we want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everyone. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Ladies and gentlemen, sublimely elegant here as always, and you are listening to Paratruth Radio. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. My name's Justin. And I'm Eric. And uh, we have been talking to Greg Grabowski, uh, founder of U.S. Zombie Outbreak, Outbreak Response Team, excuse me. And um, we want to encourage you guys get into our chat room uh if you're listening live call us on our call in line 914-205-5558 uh you are more than welcome to ask questions to us or to the guest um it's definitely an interesting concept here um now <clears throat> Greg do you got do you guys encourage people to kind of do uh stocking up and be ready for things um, if in case something happens, like buy canned goods, buy uh, any type of um, non-perishable items, just in case. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, listen, if uh, something supposed to, you know, hurricane comes through and uh, knocks out your power, I mean, just have, you know, you have to be able to, uh, you know, supermarkets only keep three days of food on the shelves. So after if they don't get every supply after three days, the supermarket's gonna be empty. Right. So, you know, we covered, you know, I mean, start small, three weeks. You know, I mean, I, I have friends that uh, have, you know, six years of uh, food stocked up. It's a little extreme. Yeah, it's a little extreme. Um, you know, I myself, you know, we try to, uh, me and my family, between, you know, six months to a year, um, you know, stock up water, canned goods, um, wise foods. They make, a, you know, good uh, food that stores for about 30, 35 years is stored properly. That's all, mm. like, you know, dehydrated pouches. Mm. Um, you know, we have a couple of MREs. Uh, I don't usually recommend uh, storing MREs because they're only good for about, you know, five to six years. People think MREs, you know, last like forever, but they really don't. But, uh, I mean, it tastes horrible also. <laughs> but, yeah, right. you know, start with, you know, start with small canned goods. I mean, when I, I take newbies, you know, you know, newbie preppers, and I take them and I say, well, let's go shopping. First place I take them to is a dollar store. I mean, the amount mm. of things you can get at the dollar store, you know, 
just just you know get yourself kick started. You know, it's phenomenal. You know, f- flashlights for a dollar. You know, canned uh, mm. goods, uh, pasta, all stuff like that, all for a dollar. You can't beat it. Yeah. Now, um, are you guys set up to um, have a communication system if the worst should happen and we lose like pretty much everything that we rely on right now, such as cell phones, internet, that sort of thing? Yep, we have uh, we have CB radios that operate either with our vehicles or uh, 12 volt systems. Uh, a lot of us also have uh, ham radios. Okay. Um, that we use and. Uh, we also have a designated, uh, you know, meeting spot. If like, you know, if all communications go down, as far as saying EMP happens, and uh, you know, fries all of electronics, and we have absolutely no way of communicating whatsoever. You know, we have a spot, a designated time and location that we meet up at. Then we know, you know, this is where we're going to meet at this time if anything happens, and we'll be together. Or from there, we can, you know, get get our plan together. Okay. Now, um, for those of I know you've been uh, burned in the past by ha- being put on the radio. Um, and for those of that, our listeners that kind of hear U.S. zombie <laughs> outbreak response team and think, God, that's a joke. There's no such thing as zombies. Uh, what what do you have to say towards those types of people? I watch the news. There's zombies on the news every day. <laughs> 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 I mean, there's zombies in the White House. You know, yeah. if, you, if you can't, you know, tell that, you know, you're living in a fish tank. I mean, you know, um, it, it's, it's all about fun. It's, you know, it's, it's all about, like I said, we use the zombie thing. I'm a big zombie fan. I love zombie movies. You know, all the way back to George Romero, the original Night of the Dead, you know, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, something about zombies is always, you know, just caught my attention. Um, obviously, a big Walking Dead fan. So this was just our way to, you know, teach people to be prepared because like, like I said before you know you try to talk preparedness to people and they're like ah it's a waste of money it's stupid it's ridiculous yada 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 but then you throw the whole zombie thing in there it's like hey this is kind of cool it's kind of fun you know blah 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 and, yeah. you know, this, this is all way of getting people to come together right you know well um, and one thing that uh, is a big part of our show is we have two perspectives on this Eric has the Christian standpoint side. I have the um, more of the mainstream side of the, just the paranormal and in general. Um, do you guys have different faiths and whatnot in your group? Do we have different what? Di- different faiths. Um, like different oh, religions. Oh yeah, I mean, everyone, I mean, everyone, has, everyone has their own idea, you know, of uh, you know what's going to happen, how it's going to happen. You know, a couple of my good friends, you know, uh, you know, church going people, you know, and myself, you know, I, I try to stay away from, you know, all religion. You know, to me, I just like to, you know, live day by day and, uh, you know, not to, uh, you know, worship a god and like that. But, you know, everyone, everyone has their own, uh, you know, view on, uh, you know, how they perceive uh, the end of days or, you know, mm. the zombies or whatever's going to come, how's it going to come. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing that uh, we kind of discussed on uh, our our show for the zombies because, I mean, from a Christian standpoint, there's going to be people that are raptured to heaven or, or whatever you want to believe, um, and some of us will be stuck here, and um, that I'll would be, be a... <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be one way... Um, for anybody who is stuck here to, to be a part of us or, and kind of band together, even though there might not be a zombie apocalypse type situation, but as you said, anybody who is trying to, uh, ransack your, your, um, your house or your family and try to get your reserves and everything like that are potentially what, most people would consider a zombie because they are willing to do whatever it takes to, to get those stores, which would even be kill people. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it was, you know, just starting Sandy. I mean, a simple hurricane, you know, people go, you know, a couple of days without electricity and, uh, you know, people went online for uh, seven hours for gas. I mean, that's just, that's just insane. It would take to me. I mean, I never went online for, you know, seven hours for gas, but, you know, these people, you know, didn't prepare, had to wear online for gas. 
And, you know, of course, after you're on line for seven hours, your temper starts to flare and uh, you lose your mind. Yeah. You know, imagine waiting on line for seven hours and you get to the pump and they're like, so sorry, you were all out of gas. <laughs> yeah. Just waiting there for seven hours. I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, you lose your mind. So, yeah. you know, fights were, were breaking out. You know, people were, uh, you know, they had to actually have to uh, post law enforcement at most of the gas stations because of all the fights that were breaking out. Yeah. It, uh, you know, and, it got pretty heavy. And that, that's just all the gas. Yeah. That And I'm a, a firm believer that, I mean, yes, it, it can be aggravating to not be able to get something that is a necessity, at least for in our standpoint nowadays. Um, but I'm a huge believer that we're all human beings. I mean, there's no reason to be getting upset and hurting each other or even possibly killing each other over something that is easily found other places or uh i mean from a survival standpoint learn how to to hunt if you're if you eat meat learn how to, to survive outside of uh buying food at the grocery store you know the problem though is that America in particular is so lazy. Um, yeah. You know, most people just get used to going to work, coming home, and sitting on the couch for an odd number of hours a night. And they, they just figure, you know, if I could go to the store and buy something, why bother learning to hunt or why bother learning to do this or do that and so on and so forth when I have other people around that could do it for me, you know? Right. And that's something that I think as the United States, uh, it's something they have that everyone has to work towards and bring into that mindset. Like, you know, one day there will be a point where you will have to fend for yourself, where there isn't going to be food in the stores. There isn't going to be fuel, you know, at the gas station or wherever you're going to go. There's, you're just not going to have it all. And uh, everything's going to resort back to the way it was thousands of years ago when people pretty much had nothing. Uh, and it's kind of sad when you think about it. <clears throat> yeah. And I think that's where, you know, the wars and all that are really going to begin. People start turning on other people because they're going to, why go out and hunt for stuff or look for stuff when you could just steal it from your neighbor, you know? And right. then that's where the bloodshed begins. Yeah. It's kind of kind of messed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I said, you know, when, when someone's hungry, I said the worst thing a parent ever wants to hear is, you know, Daddy, I'm hungry. Right. I mean, you know, your kid's hungry, you can do whatever you can. I mean, your, your next door neighbor, Jimmy, used to come over and watch the football games with you on Sundays and, you know, yada, yada, yada. You know, he's not going to be your friend anymore. You know, it's going to be your whole business. Food is food, you know. When you're hungry, you're hungry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and, I mean, look at some of the movies that have come out. Not even zombie movies. Well, I guess the one that that, that I'm going to mention can be considered a zombie movie. But I Am Legend, um, there's numerous video games out there now where it's not necessarily a zombie as in what we think of as a zombie outbreak, but uh, just a survival if something bad could happen, just as U.S. Zort is is a, a big thing for that. Um, and, it, I mean, it, right now it is huge in the media, If it, and probably because it's a good possibility that potentially be something that could happen that would uh, catastroph catastrophically change our lives forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said, um, you know, it's a type of uh, you know, pandemic. You know, it, you know, I said it's, it's, it's Ebola. You know, it's like right now it's you know, you know, pretty bad over in uh, Africa. But I mean, if, if 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 bad cases start popping up over here, United States, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be like SARS. You know, people will be walking around with masks on and you know, wiping everything down with uh, handy wipes and you know, Lysol. Right. And, yeah. yeah. You know, it's well, just, it's, that's just one little thing. And I mean, it's funny that. Um that it, it's huge in Africa right now, but one one case happens in America and we completely freak out because we're not ready for it. Well, you know, Just the Ebola in general or any type of pandemic for that matter. You know, like, like we told before about, you know, the way, you know, Americans are, you know, lazy and, I mean, just look how, how bad technology has invaded our lives. Right. I'm almost four right. years old, so... You know, I, I've always had video games, you know, growing up. I had, you know, the Atari, the original Nintendo and stuff like that. Mm -hmm, but, right. I mean, nowadays, like, you know, uh, I hang out with my, my friends and their kids, and 
that kids are glued to these damn tablets like like it's the end of the world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like you know they're, they're bent over, sitting in the chair, they don't talk to nobody. You know, you try to interact with them, and it's like you know looking down at their screen, and they don't give a crap what's going on around them. But yeah. they just stand at that screen like like it's you know the end of the world. Right. Well, and that's like the the memes that you see on Facebook where it's a bunch of teenagers walking down the street on their cell phones and it says the zombie apocalypse has begun. And yeah. <laughs> um, one quote that I, I really love is from uh, Einstein. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it basically says um, when the populace stops communicating, that's when we will have a bunch of idiots walking around. Something to yeah, that it's, nature. It's and it, yeah. <laughs> Look at Halloween. When I was a kid, I mean, the streets were covered with kids running around, dressed up, going right. street, blah, blah. Now, right. fucking, you get, like, one kid at your door. And where are yeah. all these kids? Right. The fight race is at least tripled by the time when, from when I was, like, 12 to now. But yet, right. there's less and less. I mean, it's, good. it's more candy for me. I didn't know the day, right. but I good. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as kids coming to the door for two feeding, it's, like, ridiculous. You know, you get, like, right. 10 kids, and that's it. I remember my mom going through like five, six bags a night. Right. Well, and where are all these it. kids? They sit at home on their damn computers. Right. Well, part of it too is um, a lot of the trust has gone. You know, from when we were kids compared to nowadays, there's been so much different things that have happened. Specifically, just saying for Halloween. Uh, you know, people putting drugs into candy, putting needles into candy, things to harm harm children, which to me like blows my mind because it wouldn't even cross my mind to begin with. Um, oh, definitely. But I mean, I mean, even when I was a kid, I remember you know we had to watch out for uh, razor blades and apples and pins, right. nickel bars and stuff. I mean, it was always there. You know, one theory I always come up with that uh, I always like to you know to to spread around and all this bad stuff that's going on in the world, it's always been there. Yeah, it's just amplified now because now that we have social media, it's right? Like we know exactly what what's going on, no matter where. I mean, if something happens, you can learn about it first on Facebook, then you read about it in the newspaper, <laughs> or yeah. watch it on TV. And yeah. you know, in the '80s, we didn't have that. So right. when something happened, we either saw it on TV or read the newspaper. And if we didn't see it in those two venues, we never knew what happened. Right. right, but now no matter where something happens, you, 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 they, they tweet it, they Instagram it, they Facebook it, you right. know, whatever. It's it's there. So I think that all these bad things in this world was always really there. I think now that we're exposed to it so much more because of the uh, advances in social media. Right. Yeah, and I completely agree there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I think we'll take our next break, folks. You're listening to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio, and we'll be back in just a couple minutes. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. Hello everybody, Sublimely Elegant here, as always, and guess what? I know you. Well, no, we've never met, but I do know you. I know you love Minecraft. I know you love the internet. Now, I also happen to know you love colorful language. So, instead of moping around all day, why don't you head on over to my channel and satiate your deepest needs? YouTube.com forward slash Sublimely Elegant. Okay, forest animals, today is a new day. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow! Yes? Have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course! Catchy! I like it! Okay, River! Dude? How's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. Perfect for a little riverside shoeless relaxation. Ah, good. Owl! You here? Cool. Who's asking? I am. Look, you know the drill. Sleep during the day, scare the kids at night. Perfect. I love my job. Uh, Oak Tree? Stop. Still in the same place I left you last year. That's what I like. Consistency. Well, it's not like I'm going anywhere for the next couple hundred years. I know. I love it. Uh, Turtle. 
Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Ugh. He's late every morning. You'd think you would have learned by now to leave the night before our meetings. Okay. Squirrel! Has anybody seen Mr. Squirrel? The forest has been preparing just for you. Visit a forest near you today. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Confessions of a Potentially Perfect Parent. Brought to you by AdoptUsKids.org. I might look like an adult, like a person who could possibly be a parent, but I have no idea how to talk like one. And everyone knows that if you want to be a parent, you have to sound good when you say things like, Don't make me turn this car around, or Because I said so, or Don't make me come back there. I don't even really know what those things mean. But I know that I actually believed my parents when they said them to me. How did they manage to sound so convincing? Here we go. Don't make me come back there. Oh, no, that's not tough enough at all. Kids can sense weakness. Don't make me come back there. Ooh, yeah, that's better. In fact, that kind of sounded like my dad. Weird. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who would love to listen to you practice your dad voice. Call 1-888-200-4005 or visit adoptuskids.org for more information. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. This is Bill Hall, author of the book, The World's Most Haunted House, and you're listening to Paratruth Radio. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Justin. And uh, we have been talking to Greg Grabowski, founder of U.S. Zombie Outbreak Response Team. Uh, if you guys want to get in our chat room, just scroll down to the bottom of the screen if you are listening on a PC. And the chat room should be right there and uh, open up for you. You can also call our call-in line, which is 914-205-5558. Uh, I do encourage you guys to uh, um, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter. That's mm-hmm. where we usually do our announcements for the show. Eric's been doing uh, video uh, commercials lately, so definitely check mm-hmm. those out because a lot of the times I'm not used to seeing Eric on video, so it's kind of funny. But <laughs> was that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then. Uh, you can also uh, email us at paratruthradio at gmail.com. Uh, now, Greg, for uh, those people who are listening, they, they may not really know much about survival, per se. Um, what are some necessities right off the bat that someone can have in their home or keep in their car to prep them and prepare them for the day that something or an emergency may come about? Well, I mean, I, I try to teach everybody start off with the basics. Um, what you carry with you every day, EDC, everyday carry. Um, you know, always have a pocket knife, you know, if, if possible. I know you can't take pocket knives, you know, everywhere mm-hmm. from you may need to go. Um, always, you know, have a means to uh, start a fire. Um, you know, carry a little flashlight. Um, you know, if they, uh, you know, in their car, you know, always, you know, carry some water, you know, little snacks, blanket. I mean, there's little things that you never know uh, when you might need them, and uh, that are there. It's just a lifesaver. Okay. All right. Now, do you encourage people? And this is going to sound really bad, but do you guys do you guys encourage people to have guns or bows and arrows and that sort of thing to to survive as well, or only if they can afford it? Or I mean, yes. I mean, you know, we encourage them. I want to observe pro Second Amendment. You know, it's your right to bear arms. Um, right. Of course, you know, you should be properly trained in whatever you're, you know, Right, using. yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, if you, uh, you know, go get yourself a pistol, you know, take some pistol classes. Learn how to properly, you know, use a pistol, clear malfunctions. You know, it's uh, it's like you see in the movies where you just pick up a pistol and everyone hits the target, you know, mm-hmm. headshots from, uh, you know, 30, 50 yards. That's not true. You know, I've taken people <laughs> out for the first time and, uh, you know, from uh, 10 yards, they can't even hit the target with a pistol. Right. Um, you know, same thing with, with rifle and shotgun. You know, it's a it's an art. You know, it has to be practiced. And uh, the more you practice, the, you know, you, you know, the better you get at it. Mm. I've been, uh, you know, I'm trying to uh, get my archery game up, and I'm horrible. You know, I, I, I have a huge <laughs> tree in my backyard I've been aiming at, and I miss it from like 10 feet away. <laughs> 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 you know, I think we're settled to the crossbow. It'll be a little easier. 
Right. <laughs> but, you know, definitely, you know, always, you know, defend yourself. You know, have a means to defend yourself. You know, take a martial art. Take a, uh, you know, self-defense class. Something. Right. You know, these classes are given all over the place now. They're cheap. You know, some of them, if you can even find them, you know, the, the police even offer them sometimes for free. You know, just do something to, you know, prepare yourself. Because uh, so anything can happen any times. And, you know, the better off you're prepared, the more of a chance you have right. to survive it. Right. Right. Now, um, for the podcast you guys do, um, how often do you guys do that? What kind of started the podcast? That sort of thing. We started the podcast is uh, we're called the Urban Survival Channel. Um, right now, we're on Podbean, but we're looking to move uh, to a different uh, network because we're not really happy with Podbean. Um, okay. It all started with uh, you know a bunch of guys. You know, we, we always see on TV they always have all these survival shows and. Mm-hmm. All these, uh, you know, um, they all take place in the woods or something like that, and you know they never actually show people how to survive in an urban environment. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't live in the woods; I live, you know, you know, in a suburban area. Right. So, you know, we we try to spread the word and you know give people you know little tips on how they can survive in an urban environment. A lot of times you you know get caught up in uh, uh, politic conversations, but uh, <laughs> you know. We try as best as possible to keep it on track, and uh, we test out new products and stuff. And, uh, you know, basically, you know, concentrate mostly on the urban area. You know, not necessarily wilderness survival, but urban survival. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do our shows uh, whenever we get the guys together. All of our shows are pre-recorded and then, you know, download to the Internet. So it's not like uh, you guys, which is a live show. You know, we are right. all pre-recorded, you know. Sometimes we get the guys together, we do like three, four shows in a row. And then I can right. you know, spread out the, the shows and, uh, you know, put one out a week. Yeah. So, you know, then we go, we've go we gone, like, months where we have everyone's schedules are so crazy. We can't get any, anybody together in the same room to record. Right, so, yeah. So, you know, I like to have, you know, shows backed up so I can uh, put them out there. But, uh, listen, right now we're going to change our uh, get away from Podbean. So, right. we don't know when we're going to be back on the air, hopefully soon. I mean, right. my guys, I think on Wednesday we can figure out how we're going to, uh, you know, get back on the air. But we've, you know, if we got pretty pretty big following. You know, I think we have over, like, 6,000 downloads, I think, on the internet and over 12,000 on uh, uh, iTunes. So, well, you know, and one thing that I would encourage you to do is look into Blog Talk Radio because, um, yes, you can do live shows, but you can just do a podcast and upload it to, to play it. Um, it's sometimes not the best type of setting, but, um, it's definitely an easy type of setting compared to other, um, venues where it's people trying to have you do a a professional setup compared to an easy setup. So definitely look into blog talk radio. I do encourage you to do that. Yeah. We we looked at the blog talk radio, um, at the beginning and, uh, I tried it a few times with, um, other uh, things I was doing, and uh, okay. sometimes the uh, the breakup of the leg that you get online, a lot of people right, complain yeah. about that. Yeah, and, and uh, this is one thing I like about the pre-record shows is that there's no leg, there's no breakup. You know, right. you have to wait for the buffer and stuff like that. So I've been, well, I've been going back to uh, you know blog talk in a while, so I don't know if they upgrade their service, or whatever. Hopefully, it's better than it was. Yeah, me and Eric were on in 2009. Um, mm-hmm. or maybe even late 2008, 2008 yeah. when we started. Um, and, uh, yeah, the lag was horrible. Most of our shows were always very broken up. Um, since we've started the show again on blog talk radio, I'd say they've come a long way since, since 2009. Um, but oh, yeah. then again, a, a podcast is a little bit different type of setting. So if you guys aren't planning to do live shows, that's not necessarily the best venue for you. But yeah, well, we, we like to do both. You know, we've always talked about doing live shows, but you know, we we would like for people to call in and you know have guests, and it's yeah. like easier, like like what I'm doing, call from my home than actually being there in, in person. Mm-hmm. Right. When we do our uh, our uh, our uh, podcast, you know, we have a studio type setup, you know, table like. You know, uh, three or four microphones and a mixer right. and a recorder and all nine yards and yeah. you know it's more of a you know professional setup. But uh, again, it's a pain in the butt getting everybody together. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. It's like yeah. being Justin. I mean, we're in two different states. Some 
several hundred miles away from yeah. each other. So it's kind of nice to be able to jump on and talk every Sunday night and not have to worry about the scheduling thing. Um, occasionally, I know our schedules don't always match up, but right. Yeah, so we'll we'll definitely look into it. You know, it's, it's definitely another option we're going to explore. Yeah. Right. I, I just hate like you know when I would go listen to a sh- uh, live show on on Blog Talk in the past, you know, you listen to it and then it would just like go dead for like four or five minutes and then start back up again. You just missed oh, yeah. right. You know, yeah. Everything that was said and like you know what I just go back and listen to the recording later on because I didn't hear the whole thing. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, Greg, it was great having you on. Um, I wanted to give you a chance to tell everybody where they can find you, find US Zort, as well as find uh, Urban Survival Channel. Sure, yeah, I mean, uh, you check us out on uh, Facebook for uh, the Urban Survival Channel. Um, U.S. Zort, we're also on uh, um, Facebook. That's uh, U.S. Zombie Outbreak Response Team. And also our website, uszort.com. Check us out. You know, give us a look. Shoot us an email, um, uszort at aol.com. If you have any questions, we answer all our emails. Sometimes we get a hot on the day. You, have, you know, kids emails are the craziest, craziest of things. But uh, <laughs> we, we do try to respond to everybody. So shoot us an email. Right. We'll get back to you. And, uh, you know, thanks for having me on the show. I really had a good time. Yeah, thanks we have loved us. having you on. Yeah, so um, definitely have a good night. And uh, maybe we'll have you on again sometime. Yes, definitely. As soon as we get our uh, show back up on the air, we'll, we'd love to have you guys on as well. All right, sounds good. Have a good night, yeah. sir. All right, guys, have a good night. All right. Bye-bye. All right, folks, that was Greg Grabowski, <clears throat> uh, founder of U.S. Zombie Outbreak Response Team, uh, as well as their podcast, uh, Suburban, or I'm sorry, Urban Survival Channel, Podbean.com. <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg. Um, those links in our chat room, if you guys want to check them out. Um, like I said, if you want to jump into our chat, you just Scroll out to the bottom of your computer screen, and the chat should open right up for you. Um, we do open the chat about 15 minutes before the show starts, so you guys are always more than welcome to hop into chat before the show even starts. Um, you can also call us on our call-in line, which is 914-205-5558. Um, and check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. And uh, you can always email us at paratruthradio at gmail.com. Uh, I definitely encourage you guys to give us ideas uh, for guests, uh, for shows that we haven't done yet, because there are a lot of topics out there that we haven't even touched on yet. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, well, like I said, next week we we won't be on air. Um, it is Turkey Day coming up. There. Yeah. Well, I mean, family get-togethers, just like you were telling me, you guys – and the entire family are getting together on that day. So, and um, there are other families that kind of get together early before Thanksgiving too, because they won't be together for Thanksgiving. So Mm -hmm. probably be in poor taste and probably wouldn't have very many listeners to begin with for that. (laughs) Um, So uh, the following week, November 30th, we're going to going to be having on uh, off the trails, paranormal society, uh, week after that and the week after that I'm still working on I think December 14th we will take a break as well just because those are finals for me and Eric um, so uh, definitely stay tuned guys we are having a lot of great people on and got great shows um, and of course I mean we're coming up to it it's, it's you know mid November so it's okay to go ahead and talk about our Christmas special that'll soon be coming around the corner yeah um, yeah. <laughs> so you definitely want to tune into that. I mean, I've got, I don't know about you, but I've got some new things to bring to the table uh, in regards to Santa Claus. Um, and I know <laughs> we can always discuss the whole anti Claus thing again. <laughs> it's always a fun topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah the so, funny you know, thing is, is, we didn't know about that until we saw uh, Supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so we have the Christmas special that will be coming up and probably, I don't know, but I think we're probably also going to be doing a, like a new year's type of thing. Yep. Um, and that one, perhaps Justin and I will be in the same location to do. So that'll be a nice fun episode. Um, crossing my fingers on that one. 
Yeah. I mean, let me tell everyone out there who doesn't know us and haven't listened to the show before. Um, there's times now on the radio when we get a little goofy and stuff, but it's mm. nothing compared to when Justin and I are sitting in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's one thing when we go off of each other's voice, but we're actually in the same room and we look at each other and there's something that happens. It's just, there, there's no, there's just no boundaries on the radio anymore. <laughs> Things get a little crazy and talk about rabbit trailing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, that's kind of what got us in trouble with our first show with being a little too uh, colorful, I guess I'll say. <laughs> because <laughs> we we used to be very, I guess, immature would be the best word to, to put because we would get a little raunchy on air. Um, yes. You know, I would play, <laughs> yeah, I would play some different sound clips to uh, harass Eric at the end of the show. Um, and uh, it's definitely sometimes a lot funner together than in separate areas. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so everyone be uh, looking forward to that. Uh, be praying that Justin can make it to Cleveland, Ohio towards the end of December. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I, uh, you know, what time is it? What, oh, we've got 10 minutes here. Yeah, we've got roughly like eight and a half, it says here. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. My time is off. My clock's off over here still. <laughs> well, and one thing that I do want to bring up is if I am able to go to Cleveland, which I'm hoping so, me and Eric will definitely be doing a, uh, well, Hopefully, yes. we'll be doing an investigation over at Mansfield Prison, which is well known. If you guys know the paranormal uh, stuff, it's been on uh, Ghost <laughs> Hunters. Um, I believe it's been on Paranormal State as well. Um, and uh, it's a well known haunted location. Um, people have gotten scratched there, people have gotten numerous EVPs there. Um, it, it was also the site that was used for for the movie Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely something that has interested us in the past. And if we can get a bunch of people to go, we definitely will uh, be getting some interesting stuff. So maybe we'll be able to share that with you guys as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's something to look forward to. That'll be something that I know Justin and I have been looking forward to that particular investigation for many years now. Yeah. Uh, that just never worked out basically because of pricing wise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have the opportunity to do that this upcoming December. So look forward to that. It, our, our investigation uh, shows are always fun. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Actually, I, I now, just got an email from them. So. Yeah, I did too. Not too long ago about their schedule and whatnot. So, um, mm-hmm. And I know that they it says they have tours, but I didn't see anything about the the uh invest ghost investigations part of it or the ghost tours, whatever they call it. Um yeah. so I don't know if they're actually gonna be holding them then, but may, maybe they will because they say even with the uh regular tours bundle up because it is not heated anymore and what have you. So Right, um, right. Now one thing I wanted to ask you on air because we used to talk Uh-oh. about it a lot is yeah. uh, what is going on in Supernatural right now? What is going on in Supernatural? You know what? If I knew what was going on in Supernatural, <laughs> I'd <tell> you, no. <laughs> Supernatural's all over the place. Um, uh, I kind of try to put it in a way without spoilers because I don't know who's seen it and who haven't. But uh, Right. Uh, let me tell. Let me. I am going to point out one thing. I watched. I missed it. The actual showing of it on Tuesday, but I watched it Wednesday evening. Uh, the 200th episode mm-hmm. of Supernatural. It's hard to believe that there's been 200 episodes already. Yeah. It's been 10 years now that I have dedicated my life to this <laughs> show, and no matter like season six, seven, and eight, and half of nine, uh, were terrible. <laughs> and I, no matter how much I just, you know, hated it, I had to keep watching it because I will not, you know, I, I had to stay loyal right. to the show. Um, 
But yeah, so the two well, that's just episodes, it too. Like, there's so many people that watch the show and probably think the same thing you do, but they've <laughs> continued each season when they say this might be our last season, and then yeah. they get like 10 million or whatever. Well, you know what it is again, and the first five seasons of Supernatural were so amazingly good that we as fans, I think, have dedicated ourselves to the show in the hopes and anticipation that they're, when, when they finally do go into the series finale, that it's just going to blow our minds. It's going to be amazing and awesome. <laughs> um, and considering the characters are just great characters and, you know, everyone tends to relate to them in some way and right. form. Uh, it's always fun. But, uh, yeah, 200th episode was awesome. Um, it was definitely slapstick hilarious, which, it, you know, it went back to old Supernatural, you know, within the first five seasons. Uh, in oh. particular... Some kids, it was at all it what appeared to be an all girls school, was putting on a creative uh well basically it was a play of Supernatural, the books of Supernatural. Um <laughs> but there was some creative licensing there. So Sam and Dean, for example, in the play were gay. Um <laughs> and had a little more brotherly love toward each other than a typical brother would have towards his brother. Uh, <laughs> and there were like all these other little things that are happening. It's, it's really just crazy and weird. But I'll tell you what, at the end of the entire episode, a group of the girls stood, each in, like, costume of Sam and Dean and Bobby and uh, yeah. Cassiel and so on and so forth. And they started singing uh, <clears throat> Wayward Son. Uh, and you know that song, right? Carry yeah. on, Wayward Son. Carry on, Wayward Son. Yeah. And seeing, like... Seeing the characters, you know, Sam and Dean's character, Jensen and Jared, and the way they're watching these kids sing this song, and the, the song itself is beautifully done, actually. It brought tears to my eyes, honestly, because it reminded, it seriously, no, it's like seriously reminded you of the first five seasons and how the family uh, of the Winchesters and the friends gathered together and fought, you know, the demons and so on and so forth. And right. it went back to this, took you back in this place where, you know, there wasn't any more arguing between Sam and Dean. They're finally on the same page and realized that they have to be, keep doing what they're good at doing, and that's hunting. Um, and so, you know, Sam and Dean got in there, uh, got in baby, their little uh, 67 Chevy Impala, and started driving down the sun, the road with the sunset and all that. And it was just like, man, it is by far one of the most beautiful episodes I've seen in five years. <laughs> <laughs> and that's real. Um, but it, yeah, it was really good, really good episode. Um, I don't know what's happening this week because I had, again, I had a watch on Hulu, so I, oh. they don't give you the previews. Right. But, um, yeah, the whole demon, demon Dean thing, they've gotten past that little situation. Oh. Uh, and now it's back, you know, back to, uh, hunting and there, there's, there's really no big baddie in this particular season yet. Um, it's just hunting one monster after another. So it, it's so really they have really, gotten back to the original. They've gotten back to the original, and I yeah, and I think it's because uh, uh, well, they got Robert Singer back into it. Oh okay. Um, you know, uh, so he's back and working on the show again. And ever since they brought him back, things have slowly but certainly have gone back to the way they used to be uh, five years ago. So thank goodness that. You know, whoever it was at the WB or Eric Kripke who brought it all together and got him back. Uh, I think Eric Kripke has even been on, uh, been working on a few episodes here and there as well. So, and he's the creator of the show, if you don't know, or any of you who don't know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's back. It's back to uh, kind of the way things used to be. So, a lot more fun and interesting to watch again. All right, folks, uh, that has been the show for today. You have been listening to Paratroop Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And uh, we will talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Peace.
Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional Book, book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy happy reading. reading!